This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. And you're on Joy Brecky with Rach and Dean. Now, Dean, let's lay back on the couch, kick up our feet and check in with our resident psychotherapist, Ando. And while we're at it, oh, let's... Take a bit of a nap. <laughs> it's estimated that around 33% of the world's population have trouble getting a good night's sleep. I am one of those people. At a basic level, we know that poor sleep leads to less energy and reduced ability to concentrate. But what does poor sleep actually do to our mental health? Well, we're going to explore this connection between sleep and mental health. And we've got our expert, Ando, here. Good morning, Ando. Good morning, folks. Now, it makes total sense that sleep impacts our mental health. I'm freaking out a little bit, I'm going to be honest, after reading uh, that intro because, yeah, sleep is not something that I get much of. And uh, today I've had button missing moments all the time. So I know what it's like when it can be hard to get your sleep on. I know uh, personally when I'm not feeling mentally healthy, my sleep patterns change. But what is the connection between the two, Ando? Good question, Rach. Um, Look, the research years ago thought things like um, anxiety, depression were an outcome or or caused poor sleep. In other words, the poor sleep was a result of suffering from those things. But what we know now is it's actually a bi-directional loop going on. In other words, yes, it does cause, you know, having anxiety, depression impacts our sleep quality, but also our sleep quality impacts our levels of anxiety and depression. So it's complicated. So it kind of feels like they're feeding into one another. Correct. And it's a loop. And so in other words, I'm laying in bed feeling low or depressed and I can't sleep. And the very fact that I can't sleep is actually increasing my levels of depression. Oh, and we know when you're like that, your head just kind of keeps racing and racing around in circles. But can things Uh like a lack of sleep, well, like you're saying, so a lack of sleep can actually cause or, or at least embolden the impact, impact Mm. the different pressures that you're feeling when you're going through mental illness? For sure. One of the research pieces I looked at shows that uh, people that suffer poor sleep or insomnia are 10 to 17 times more likely to experience clinical significant levels of depression and anxiety. So it's a big multiplier. Mm. Yeah. What? So I don't know if you know this off the top of your head going off book here, Ando. What is classified (laughs) as like actual insomnia? Because I say I go through periods of insomnia, which is where I just either don't fall asleep at all or don't feel like I fall into a deep sleep. Would that be correct? Without grabbing my diagnostic statistician manual um, <laughs> and diagnosing it, the, the, the main things are, um, is it impacting your ability to live a functioning day-to-day life? Yes. And the second point, over an extended period of time. So you might have a rough week or month, but is this, this impacting you over three, six, 12 months and really causing, you know, suffering, attending work, suffering friendships, relationships, family? That's where we start to look at clinical diagnosis. Well, sleep, like everything, comes in different shapes and sizes. I know they say that you're meant to get eight hours of sleep a day. But if you like, Rach and I, like we're up very early because we're here <laughs> at Joy with all of you. But we also, you know, have other jobs and roles in which we do. So we don't necessarily get to get that full chunk every now and then. So are mm. there different types of sleep that are more beneficial than others? 
Yeah, there are. There's, you know, the brain, the brain's going doing a bunch of work when we're sleeping, which is sort of where the impacts can occur because if it doesn't get to do those processing. So each sleep cycle plays a different role. The brain is ramping up in different parts of the brain and ramping down in other parts. If we think about rapid eye movement or REM sleep, mm. this one particularly, right, and what we know now is during sleep, the brain is evaluating and remembering thoughts and memories during REM sleep. And what it appears the research is showing us that a lack of sleep is particularly harmful to the consolidation of positive emotional content. In other words, the good vibes are not getting, you know, filed in the right filing cabinet if we're having poor, poor REM sleep. Wow, this is blowing Isn't that my interesting? mind. Yeah, it really is. This is blowing my mind a little bit because that makes so much sense. But no one's ever explained it like that to me before. Now, if, if I think then about depression, and you know, folks will sometimes describe it as seeing the world through a dark lens, that fits because I don't have any emotion, positive emotional content that I stored overnight. I've all, all I've got is the dark stuff to see through. Mm. Yeah, wow. Well, this, mm. this topic's really uh, hitting a note with our listeners. We've gotten two messages through already, Ando. Uh, Andy messaged in saying, I push the envelope most nights of the week, getting up at 4am and walking in the front door of... Of home around 11 p.m. most nights of the week. Ouch. What gets me through though is good diet. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, and I catch up on my sleep on Saturdays and then back to it Sunday again. And then little Jace has also said, how did I sleep last night? Well, I slept like a log, woke up in the fireplace, ba-boom, tish. Um, but thanks to a melatonin substitute, uh, we're going to get back to the rest of little Jace's message after this. But both uh, little Jace and Andy have messaged about things that help them get good sleep. One mm. is melatonin, mm. one is uh, a good diet. Are there things that can help us get better sleep? For sure. I think the first thing is to go give yourself a break. When you wake up in the middle of the night for the third time, often we become annoyed or peeved with ourselves going, oh, why can't I sleep? Do something different. Say to yourself, this is nice and I'm just going to do some breathing or I'm going to stretch my legs out or I'm going to curl into the fields and just observe the sort of stillness of the evening, um, which is a very different mindset to getting annoyed with yourself. So I think that's helpful. Um, things like regular, having a set bedtime. I know it works with children, but it also works with adults. Our bodies get used to going to sleep at the same time. Yeah. I'm starting also, to think just how badly I'm treating my body just from these things that you're saying. I can imagine all the different events and gigs and work that you do, Dean. I see, you know, you're home at one in the morning or two in the morning or, you know, like the very going to bedtime would definitely be having an impact. Yeah. Other things like avoid, and, and the comment about diet is really important, really high sugar or high fat content before bedtime, so at dinner time, will impact your sleep in a negative way. Oh, so not also have a tub of ice cream before bed? No, darling, oh. sorry. I know, why, why, why were we trained and taught that way to do that? Like, start tra training the kids the other way around. I know, well, also avoiding complex carbohydrates, but actually simple carbs. The, the concept of carb coma is literally the body going, whoa, I need to shut down everything else to process this, go to sleep. So that's not necessarily um, an ideal. Things like uh, natural light exposure during the day, people, studies have shown people that don't get daylight mm -hmm. or sunshine in their eyes actually suffer poor sleep. Um, have a good mattress, have comfy pillows. Avoid, this one, you know, you're going to roll your eyes. Avoid devices at least an hour before. And if you've got dimmers or lamps, turn the big lights off in the, in the lounge room or wherever you are. Yeah. Put a lamp on. Everyone, 
Everyone says that one, and I want to repeat it again. Avoid devices like an hour before you're going to sleep. Turn those things off. You know, absolutely switch those screens off so you can disconnect in a different way. A good test on that, Dean, is during the day when you're flipping, you're randomly flipping through reels and you find yourself lost for the next seven, you know, you blink and it's seven minutes yeah. later. Yeah. You're, you, but notice your thoughts. You go, oh, wow, how did they renovate that buffet? Oh, wow, look at that meal they're cooking. Oh, look at that hottie in the yeah. Speedos. You're all these, your brain is actually getting stimulated, like you're revving up, not revving down. Wow. Okay. Well, I have a lot of things that I need to work on. I I find I do like a particular routine, but it does involve looking at my phone pretty close to bedtime. Um, And I I use that as a way to manage my anxiety, but maybe that's not the correct thing to do. Mm. And I also am a sucker Mm. for sweet things. So I think I'm going to do the sweets before dinner, then dinner, and then have a big break before bed. I think that's the way to do it. Perfect. Yeah. The name of the game with all of this and to be able to have better (laughs) sleep, be able to support your mental health in the best way possible, is seems to be all about planning. Uh, so maybe uh, it just start in small steps, everybody. Don't try to do everything all at once, but go, what's the one thing I'm going to start with? Is it going to be the phone? Is it going to be not having that sugar or those carbs late at night? Start with one thing and build on it. Mm, for sure. Sounds like a plan. Well, and you know, it should be a, a really, I see sleep as a reward. I love afternoon naps. And I uh-huh. Oh, so do we. And, and I would have... At the hours you keep, you probably need it. But yeah, you know, is sleep a pain in the butt or is sleep something you just go, oh, hello, bed, and, and you snuggle in and you mm. kind of treat it, not treat yourself, but it's kind of something really lovely. That's a different mindset to going, oh, I've got to go to bed and I can't sleep. I've enjoyed this chat so much that when I get home, I'm going to change my sheets and everything so that I can have a snuggly sleep sleep tonight. Oh, beautiful. And thank you for breaking it down for us once again and without putting us to sleep. You're really good at that. <laughs> now, if you want to get in touch with Ando, head to jeffersonplace.com.au. And, of course, if this has brought up anything for you today and you need extra support, uh, head to joy.org.au forward slash support. Thanks a lot, Ando. You're on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dean. Hey, I'm Rach. And I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast during weekdays. Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.